breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and Cattle DA James Stewart in studio with. He doesn't believe I have a private business where I <laughs> no, he I dance for private parties. He no, doesn't he, believe me. He's not buying that. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Stewart, thank you first of all for coming in this morning. We appreciate your time. Oh no, glad to be here. You had a joint news conference with uh, U.S. Attorney Brandon Brown yesterday announcing kind of a, a, a new effort. One of your staffers from the district attorney's office is now going to be kind of assigned to the U.S. attorney's office. What are we doing and, and what kind of effort is this? Well, you know, we're just trying to fine tune and uh, not duplicate efforts. Uh, they have a different process than we do. And so by me having somebody working in their office, we'll better understand what they do. They'll better understand what we do. And more importantly, we won't have duplicates of effort. Sometimes we are moving forward on a case and they're looking at the case and we don't know they're looking at the case. And then we all kind of look at each other and try to figure it out. But having uh, Jason Waltman uh, working in that office will really help us understand the bigger picture and help all of us kind of use our resources in the right way. Honing in on uh, draw, uh, guns and gang activity, is that the priority? The, mo- the, the more serious felons, the, those um, who have guns, those who have uh, ammunition, those who may be, quote, gang affiliated, all those who are causing problems in our community and, and trying to figure out a way to get them out of the community. Is it better, Judge Stewart, that the federal system handles them in 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 the legal community i mean they spend more time in jail are they prosecuted more quickly no i I mean they actually are not prosecuted more quickly their process is just different they take when somebody is arrested in shreveport our clock starts running their clock doesn't start running so they have longer to look at cases they're more selective in their cases they only take the cases with the strongest evidence so in some cases though there are federal statutes like certain Glock switches and certain types of ammunition that you can't prosecute in the state, but you can prosecute uh, in federal, but they can't prosecute murders and rapes Mm -hmm. in different cases. So where we can come together commonly and and make sure we're both not doing the same thing. Possession or found by convicted felon, okay? Mm -hmm. You can charge them both in the state. You can charge them both in the federal. Sometimes it's better to be federal. Uh, They may serve more of their time, but in the state, the sentences are longer so in some cases, it helps us that they take it. Uh, that first person could obviously be doing something in Shreveport, doing something in Bossier, doing something in DeSoto. So because they're federal, they can handle it, and you don't have to use all the jurisdictions. So it, both both federal and state prosecution is good. Well, now we're talking about Jason Waltman. Uh, just announced yesterday he's going to serve as a special assistant U.S. attorney right. in the criminal division of the U.S. attorney's office. Uh, how did this come about? Did you approach the uh, U.S. attorney's office? Did they approach you? How did this come about? No, they, uh, uh, Brandon Brown reached out to me and we had a conversation about whether or not we could make it work. 
uh, it needed to be somebody uh, in my office who could carry their load and still do something extra and it t- who had the skill set to do it. So that was the first question, whether or not we could identify somebody who could do it. Mm-hmm. And then me talking to the person to make sure they would do it because I'm still paying them. The, the federal government's not paying them. But Jason will not only work, but he'll work within our office also. Uh, uh, with resources and, and kind of communicating with them about all the different things we're doing in all the sections. So it kind of helps both parties, but uh, I'm just happy that Jason was willing to volunteer to do it. Now, if they get prosecuted through the federal, who makes the decision whether or not it's a federal case or not? How's that handled? The federal, the, the fed. I mean, they look at their statutes. Okay. They look at the facts to see whether or not it fits their facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of like we look at our statutes and law and we look at the evidence it's just we have a continuous flow of cases uh as i said before they're more selective in what they're mm-hmm. taking and it's generally a much longer investigation do you spend longer in jail on these cases if you're convicted in federal court typically i think typically they base well i'll say it like this they may serve a greater percentage of the time, okay? Mm-hmm. But in federal court, in some cases, the penalties are longer. Uh, so it's kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. But we we appreciate the federal government when they take particular cases because that's just one case we don't have to worry about. And we put resources somewhere else. Are you seeing, and we're talking to Judge James Stewart, Caddo District Attorney, are you seeing the incidence of gun violence uh, and gang activity in our community continuing to rise, or is it the, the perception that we are, we're feeling like it's increasing? I, I think we have periods where we have one, two, three, four incidents, so it makes it like then we'll have a, a, a time where it's real quiet, which is why I never say, okay, well, you know, we're doing good because it's quiet, because the minute you say it's quiet, <laughs> it picks back up. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a much younger offender. We, we're seeing a lot of quote, kids with guns and bullets and ammunitions and these large guns. So I think our offenders are getting younger. Uh, I don't know if the heat or whatever it is, but people are reacting a lot more quicker. Uh, we're having more domestic violence situations between spouses and, and loved ones, and those ended up being homicides. So I don't know if 110 degrees is making that happen, but it is happening. So it, it, it's kind of episodial. They had a community meeting a few weeks ago about a juvenile crime, and that was one of the comments that Chief Wayne Smith of the Shreveport Police Department made was he's most disturbed at the fact that they're seeing younger and younger offenders, violent offenders. Oh, How- yes, yes, and it it you know we, we've kind of ramped up what we're doing. Uh, you, you, How are you addressing that? Well, in our uh, juvenile place, we're, and, and we're working with the probation officers, we're working with the all the law enforcement to try to identify these kids, try to catch them. Uh, they're on social media with guns. And so if they're on probation and, and they're uh, on guns, we try to bring them in. Uh, there's more of a concept of now of intensive uh, probation. They're trying to ramp up in juvenile where they have kids who have possession of guns bringing in more office to check on them, doing more checks with them, uh, more searches, and uh, just trying to get the message out to to parents and at school that you, you've got to be more proactive with kids with guns. Can, Can you, you hold on with us for a – we go through a break here? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. In studio with uh, Cato District Attorney uh, Judge James Stewart, Mike McCarty, 101.7 FM. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. In studio with Judge James Stewart, Cato District Attorney, talking about uh, uh, the appointment of uh, your Jason Waltman to serve as Special U.S. Assistant Attorney. Uh, it's kind of a promotion, isn't it? Or is it just more work? And he's <laughs> I think it's more work, but it's a great opportunity. And, you know, that's the great thing that you have people who are willing to take on more uh, because they're all working hard to serve the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Doesn't look bad on a resume have... either. Huh? Doesn't look bad on a resume either. Well, hopefully he's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, so, but but he's, uh, that was one of the things I had got straight. You, look, you can't hire him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> non-compete here now. Right. Yeah, Judge Stewart, let me ask you. We we have had a lot of talk lately about early childhood education, and I know I didn't give you this ahead of time, but I know you're going to preach it too. Um, someone came in and said they build jails in the country based on third grade reading levels scores scores. Yes, and we. We still are not doing enough on that front for early childhood education. And again, I know this is not your sandbox, but we have to really address our younger kids and to make sure that we're educating them rather than you prosecuting them in 15 years. Is that something we need to pay more attention to? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've been excited about the the new school they opened at Atkins to close to, to help kids who have problems, learning disabilities, uh, to bring them and help them get them up to par in mm-hmm. early childhood, starting kids earlier in kindergarten and having them uh, ready to go, trying to get them up. The harbor, which is also there, it's all the, it's, it's a program designed to catch kids early and get them up to their grade level. So they're excited about educating because look, we keep them in school, we keep them educated. They're not out creating problems. That that's clearly been shown, and so. That's essential. <clears throat> and and you, you're actually talking about something important. I'm often asked, what can we do to prevent crime? Well, we can do a whole lot of things to prevent crime. And education is just something that other people can do. And you don't have to depend on your government well, to do it. Education has to be the foundation that it's built upon. Uh, another, another important aspect is job opportunities. There's got to be something... We've got to create more economic development to where there there are opportunities for for young people to to grow and to be able to earn a living. Correct, correct. And so all this is that that village that we all can be doing something. And if we're all doing something, you know, we'll we'll get where we need to to, to get and not just look and point fingers. You also have a, a pretty active truancy program in your office, trying to get to those young people. Um, are you having some success, or is it an uphill battle? Well, we were doing great till COVID, uh, but 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 I think everybody's coming on board. We've already identified some kids already who've missed five days out of school already. Already, so we we've that already just started last week. Yeah, so yeah. we've already identified them, and so we're we're getting to them early and trying to see you know what the problem sometimes it's transportation sometimes it's uniform sometimes it's different issues so yes truancy is so important that we're watching it before it gets out of hand and so it's all hands on deck they'll have a lot of different people working to to, uh 
deal with truancy, get these kids back in school and keep them in school and get them educated. The, with the cooperative effort with the U.S. Attorney's Office, one of the focuses is going to be gangs. Um, how big a problem is that now? We don't talk about it a lot, but I'm hearing from police officers on the beat when they when they share that it is now becoming a bit of a problem in our community. Is that a focus of the, those folks now, and are you seeing an increase in that activity? It's a focus. I think uh, law enforcement are identifying. You know, it's not gang in that traditional sense that people talked about, the bloods and the crips and mm-hmm. the drugs. And th- these are different type of gangs. And so I think we, we understand. The, how, how is it different? What? Because it's not necessarily economically driven. It's not, quote, neighborhood driven. You you just have people who don't like each other and they come together and they have these conflicts. So gangs is basically a group of people. It's a group of people, but it's just not the same. And the other issue that when you talk about more and more young people young and younger and younger people are getting involved in crimes, one of the issues we have in Caddo Parish is where do we put them? Um, we don't have as many uh, spaces to put these kids. Are we addressing that? I know we've been working on it for a while, but do we have a solution yet? Okay, well, two things real quickly. Number one, uh, there's going to be a millage uh, in this election that people should support because that will help deal with the issues you're having in the criminal justice system, particularly on the juvenile side. We have a new juvenile service director, Andrew Randall, who's working, and, and, and one of the issues is uh, some of the spaces are taken up by the Office of Juvenile Justice, which is the Department of Correction for Juveniles. And so we'll have six or seven of those kids sitting in our jail that, that really have already been sentenced. So when they get their bigger facility, they can come and pick those up and those spaces op- open up. So we kind of watch the jail, the juvenile facility every week, and we notice five, six OJJ people, please come get your kids because that will open up spaces. So voting for that millage and uh, all of us working together i think we can deal with it without more brick and mortar okay and one last thing to talk to you about with regard to um crime you got another one okay the the prosecution from your office are you um are you changing things with regard to getting folks with gun charges fully prosecuted on those charges are you working harder on that Yes, we're working harder on that. We identify, but we're also having to work harder to let law enforcement know what it takes to prosecute those cases. It's not just a person being around a gun. There are certain elements, so we're trying to educate them, and we have a, a criteria and a procedure of how we operate on those, and those are a priority in our office. Judge James Stewart, Cato DA, thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you'll get me back before 2024. Right? Yes, <laughs> definitely. I and mean, no bashing on the DA today. Not hey, bad. Hey, man, I, it's, I feel oh, he's, got, he's got on blue suede shoes. Yeah, uh, you had to uh, leave him alone. Oh, I know. man. <laughs> I, I he guess, said, no, they're comfortable shoes. Yeah, I guess it takes 100 <laughs> degrees to keep you off. Of oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> 101.7 FM. With more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Shreveport City Council meeting yesterday. Just Aaron, shaking my head. I, 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 oh. 
I had to sit. I had to sit through. I made you a watch a thirty-minute diatribe of how James Green is a victim. Yeah, he's a victim. I boiled it down to a couple of minutes, so we'll hear that in a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah, hear comments from James Green and um, also comments from Tabitha Taylor. Mm-hmm. Who's who's also angry? Boy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's next. Sound like I'm from Canada. <laughs> My- Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I, I I watched this city council meeting yesterday, Aaron. Wow. I know. I made you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know I, I wanted to. Yeah. You know, I leave here. I don't go. When we get through at the end of our session, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my day's not over. Right. No, yours isn't either, but I still have another job to go to. Right. And so I, I'm working until five or later. I'm working. I'm just doing this stuff. And so I miss some of these things, but mm-hmm. I did want to turn that on. Aaron, let me address, first of all, the, the council staff, you and I have never address them personally no it has nothing to do with them and and we're and we're it not has making, nothing yeah. to do with their skin color i'm not bashing Certainly. them not bashing not not bashing that claiming they had of anything to do not. with this and nor, nor have we, have we ever and to be accused of that is offensive to me well they're probably not accusing us directly there but everybody well, no, they're 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 pointing the finger at a lot of people we're and we're on the right. list because they've been getting bashed on social media. And I mean, hundreds and hundreds of comments have been bashing them. James Green and the others, I'm saying, I'm referring right, to. Right, and they And many of the people are like, those staffers shouldn't be making that much money. We have said a receptionist shouldn't make more than a cop. We have said that. And I'll stand by that. Right. No receptionist should make more than a beat cop on the street. Period. That's offensive to police officers. And I have nothing personally against... Shenerica or any of those staff members. Nothing. Quite frankly, I probably wouldn't know if they walked in the room right now. Right, exactly. It's not personal. It's not about it's them. Certainly, it is certainly not about race. God bless America. And boy, did they turn it. They but did. that's how that's how it got positioned well, yesterday. Here's what happened. They couldn't win on the previous chairman had done it. Right. Because we kind of you blew that up. little plane up. You, I'm giving you the credit. Because the previous chairman have not done it. Because you pulled the council minutes. Yes. From and the I'm, session. I'm showing you passed budget amendments. You passed a budget with these in it. And it was simply those council chairmen going, hey, we passed, a, you know, th- this is okay. We don't, we've okayed this. So for Green and them to say, oh, they've done it before. Now they, that, that argument kind of went away quickly. And so now, it, right. Now it's racism. <sighs> And now it's a tax. But the council voted Mike four to three for a full investigation. Well, here's comments from uh, Tabitha Taylor first, who mm-hmm. was so angry. Take a sip of your coffee first. Yeah, you're going to need it. Yeah, you're going to need. So mm-hmm. here, here's uh, just a portion of, of her comments. Bring your investigation, but I won't be voting for it. And I'm going to tell you why I won't be voting for it. Because the administration can make a mistake and there's no investigation. The council turns around here and make a mistake and everybody wants to go over here and investigate. You know why? Because it's just as Mr. Settle just said. After Mr. Fleury died, the whole premise of here is different. Who is in charge? 
These women have not created any criminal acts, nor has the chairman. And maybe I'll be the long ranger in this, but I don't care. I will be that. Systemic racism is real in this city. And because the majority of us are black, here it comes. You can get mad, shake your head, do what you want to do with it. But it is. You don't want to address it, but it is right here. That is what it said. I'm going to say again, if the chairman turned and said that I made a mistake in doing so because these women here have earned their keep, you have 20 plus years of experience sitting right over there. Nobody bats an eye when their raise is given to the administration, but it does when it's the council office. The council office needs to be investigated. The council office needs to be investigated for doing their job. So bring your investigation. Am I upset about it? Yes, I am, because these women and men have been called everything out of their name other than a human being who actually works for the city of Shreveport. That's what they are. They're hardworking women and men that do their job. They do everything that we ask them to do. They didn't ask for the raises. It came right there. And yet and still, they're punished and ostracized. Say what you want to say, how you want to say it. But as a woman and a woman of color, I get sick of that. I really, really do. And I get sick of us being called out of our names all the time on the radio, everywhere else, demeaning or trying to demean our value of who we are as an elected official. I work hard for my district. I work extremely hard in doing what I can when I walk into this chamber. Go right ahead with the investigation. But I do want you to know that I am sorry that we have to deal with this particular matter. Well... I, I don't know. Is it about race? It Is must anybody? Be, it must be someplace else, Aaron, because we've never we've never addressed race in this. No, and it's it's all on social media, and and it's just now we can't play the full James Green section. I tried to pull a representative section of James Green. I didn't go edit comments back to back. I pulled as much as I could of of the bulk of what he said because he spoke for thirty minutes. I don't. He's welcome, as I'll say again. To join us on our show. If you know him, let him know. He's more than welcome. And I'm going to ask to be on his show now because he says in his comments he's going to let us come on. Think that's going to happen? Well, he won't come on ours. Yeah. And and he made the comment, this bold statement, they don't want me on their show. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Well, Mr. Green, I I respectfully disagree. Me too. We wouldn't have asked if we didn't want you on the show. Yep. And I think you can ask Caddo District Attorney James Stewart. Mm -hmm. You can ask your fellow council member, Alan Jackson. We will treat you with respect. Absolutely. I'm not going to just sit here and bash. No. But we will have questions. You bet. Oh, listen to listen to. James so here, Green. here's James Green's comments, a, a portion of his comments from yesterday on how he is the victim. Thank you. 
Okay. Well, okay. We we would like an invitation. Was that an invitation to be on his show? I'll invite him to my show. They can come on mine. Yeah, I'll invite him to mine. He's again invited to come in here. Um, I'll send him an email today, and I want to bet you ten dollars. Does he answer the email? Ursula Bowman answered the call. Mm-hmm. She's going to join us. She's coming with her hubby, Jerry, who got kind of thrown under the bus in the middle of all this. Next hour. Mm-hmm. After the top of the hour. Oh, boy. So, you know, I, I, is it a hostile environment? I wouldn't think so. We don't hit people or pinch them. We might throw <laughs> things at them. We've you done throw, that. Well, you throw things at me. Yeah, I do. So. I do. <laughs> Mike, it's embarrassing. And, the, and all Aaron, my texts, I had 35 plus texts during that meeting, and the vast majority of people were going, this is an embarrassment. You can't hold up your count. Previous council members did it before. You can't hold up that flag. So now you're like, oh, the mayor's doing it too. The mayor has the authority to grant pay raises to department heads. And Shelly Ragel did not get a $25,000 raise. She got an $11,000 raise. I got a response from the mayor's office about the allegations. You can see all that right now at keelnews.com. Because what they were spouting again was not true. And council members don't make $25,000. No, they don't. They make $15,000. If they do, then somebody's writing them too big of a check. Oh, Lord. And the whole issue has nothing to do with the staff members. Uh, it has to do with the actions of the council chairman. Folks are saying we that's couldn't. The they, issue. they couldn't but hear. That's the, what they're. That's not what they're making it. We're they're trying to, to turn it into a racial issue and a victim. That now the aggressor is the victim. Is my, my computer screwed up. Yep, again? Couldn't okay, hear the okay. green uh, audio. We'll, we'll play that at the top of next hour, I guess. Yeah, we'll okay. re, we'll replay the green audio. You couldn't hear that, and I apologize for that if you were listening on the app. Oh, man, it's it, it, we can hear it in here mm-hmm. is is the problem. We can hear it just fine. Is, so we don't so, know it's yeah, not we going don't know out it's on not the playing. Tabitha played fine. Okay. But the green uh, audio did not work. Right. So we will replay that again. And uh, let's see, we got a ten dollar bet. Are we going to get to go on green show? Well, not we'll, gonna happen. We'll find out. Mike and McCarty. What a one. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Well, we apologize. Yes, we apologize. There are some technical issues. Uh, some could not hear Mr. Green's comments. So we'll play it again. Let's do that real quick. Absolutely. I even got some people on Kill Radio, Mr. Mayor. I don't know if you heard it. Some of my cousins told me about it. They said that if I was chair, your bond issue was going to fail. I don't know if you know about that. It's just so much stuff because people in places that you don't want them to be in. I earned the right to be here. All of this, this attention to the council has never been... The only time it came up is that when the numbers change, the whole city gets all rattled that now we got four black folk and we don't know what they're going to do. One, we as black folk, we ain't ever messed nothing up. We've never messed it up. This country is where it is, not because of black folk, not because of us. What you see in this city it is not because you had a history of four blacks who messed this up. It's not just white racism. There's black racism. There are some black folk. They don't like it that I'm here. 
You know, there are people on Kill Radio, they think they want me to come talk to them. They really don't want me on their show. I'll invite them to mine. But they really don't want me to come talk because we don't like real talk. I've been up here and I've operated this council while I've been chair in the most professional manners I can. I've done my best. Come. I even got some people on Kill Radio, Mr. Mayor. I don't know if you heard it. Some of my cousins told me about it. I'm holding my breath. <gasps> I'm waiting for the invite. That's only a portion of the 30 minutes oh. of how he is the victim. Come on, Mike. So disrespectful. That's embarrassing. It's so you don't you don't have the other thing you were going to wave about all oh, these other chair these other chairmen did it and, so now and, you're going to turn the argument to oh the mayor's doing Mount wrong too but you're not investigating him and the investigation isn't into criminal activity if that makes any sense it's the process the process wasn't followed the city charter wasn't followed mm. that's what we need to determine. It's not that we think he's stealing money or that the council staff is stealing money. Nobody has said that. Nobody is accusing any, especially staff member, of any improprieties. I don't know, Mike. Me doth think he protests too much. It makes me even more suspicious. When you turn the argument like you have done now, makes me even more suspicious of your motives. He needs to step down as chairman, and we need to mend this. I'm praying that Alan Jackson or Ursula Bowman or somebody will lead that charge. James Green is not the person we need as chairman of the council. Comment on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. In the meantime, nothing is getting done to take care of city business. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but no one else in this administration deserves a raise. Mm. And that's just a portion that I don't have time Just got 13%, folks. They just got... How many in you listening have gotten 13%? Raise your hand. Councilman uh, Ursula Bowman and her husband, former council chair Jerry Bowman, going to join us after the news, top of the hour. Micah McCarty, 101... One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Honored to have uh, Council Member Ursula Bowman and her husband, former Council Chairman Jerry Bowman, joining us in studio this morning. First of all, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Pull it real close to you there. We want to be able to hear you. Hey, oh, good boy. morning. Lots of folks listening to you guys today. Uh, let's start with the, the. Let's start with how you, M- Mr. Bowman, Jerry, uh, you were called out. Um, a week or so ago, not by name specifically, but but uh, Mr. Green said other that council previous chairmen have given raises without a vote of the council, inferring you had done it. Um, you went before them at their special meeting and said it never happened. Right, correct. I, I and you stand by that. I do to this day. The memo they sent out yesterday or the day before that said had your name on it, saying here's a pay raise for the city council staffers. Um, we kind of found out that was done in budgets time, correct? Correct. So it wasn't you just winging that, it? That passed unanimously with all seven <laughs> voted on it. Yes, ma'am. How did they not go research that and find, I mean, I found it in like seven minutes, Jerry. Well, it didn't even take that long. No, it didn't. 
Well, I think they they found it probably quicker than you did and just took the back sheet off and placed it out front. <laughs> because the front sheet said initiated and approved by. Right. But that one line, and that's the only thing that they, they waived. You could have worded that memo differently, I bet. Yes. Possibly would have yes. done that differently. Right. Um, they've apologized to you. You went up yesterday briefly. I found the apology from Reverend Green a little bit shallow. I don't know if you did too, but I was curious about how you felt hearing that from him yesterday. I would have, I would have expected or thought that I probably would have got a, a phone call, not not because I'm the great Jerry Bowman, but just because of the relationship that he stated we had. Um, he could have called me ahead of time and told me, mm-hmm. you know how how that happened and how it, it, it could have been misinterpreted and it probably would have went by a little better. And that goes for Councilman Jackson also. Mm-hmm. Ursula Bowman, you are going to be persona non grata now. I'm you have stepped out and you have done wrong. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um, I've always been independent. I will always be independent and never intimidated easily. How did this all get discovered you know, little birds have told me how it really did happen. Do you know? Can you tell us? Um, I can tell you bits and pieces. Um, I was actually out of town for two days. Got a phone call late when I was at the hotel and started hearing all of these different rumors. Didn't know if they were true. I always like to investigate my own investigation before I just put rumors out mm-hmm. like they did with my husband. Right. So um, I called Councilman Green and explained to him what I had heard. And I asked him if it was true. And he said, yeah, I want to bless those women. I said, but you didn't have the right. It just was not in the charter. So we hung up. And so the next morning, I woke up bright and early Saturday morning. I called Councilwoman Taylor. She told me that James Green was the chairman. And what he said, what he said, if he said it, it's right. I called um, Councilman um, Jackson. He told me that he would discuss issues with the three of us. But he had to stay there between us. He wasn't discussing with the other council members. Wow. And he directly told me that if um, if I didn't agree with him, he said, they're they going to need you to do a special um, vote on this. He said, just no, we won't be vote, voting with you on anything. And I said, you know what, Councilman Jackson? I said, that's the way y'all want to play games? I'm fine with it. I said, because, because the three of you will have more legislation than I'll ever have. And I thought we were friends, opposed to colleagues. But when you show me who you are, I'm going to believe you. I came here to work for the city. Y'all came here to intimidate people. That don't work well with me. When you came in the room wow. this morning, before we before we started, I told you, I, I applaud you for your actions last week when you stood up for what you felt was right, even though it went against uh, probably what the others wanted you to do. And and I commend you for that. And I commend you for coming into this room and talking with us this morning. I well, thank you. Well, for thank that. you. I usually hide from the cameras and the radio just because um, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not grandstanding. I don't want to run for mayor. Don't know if I want to run for council again. I want to serve the people in my community. Um, it's just hard when people play politics and they talk about the race game. It's, it's it's black on black race every single day, but they don't talk about those issues. I mean, they don't talk about, they talk about bullying in the school system. What about bullying on the horseshoe? I that mean, that to me yesterday was 
so embarrassing to bring out this is a this is an attack on black women and you're sitting there as a freaking black woman yes going i'm here to do the right thing and miss erin um i'm from lafayette country girl all black you can hear the creole accent it's no secret um I, my husband get on me all the time for going outside with no shoes on it's, it's, it's what i do you, you have shoes on today i have on shoes cringy. this morning yes cringing over there yes. he's probably embarrassed that's all right that's, the best. that's who i am i have a relationship with all of those women in the council office every last one of them i felt bad for them mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it wasn't about them thank mm-hmm. you it was not about them. No one tried. I mean, I kept saying, let's move forward on Wednesday evening. But sometimes you have to deflect when you're wrong. Who who brought up the idea of let's give the council staff a pay raise the year after the whole city got a 13 percent increase? That looks. Ooh, I'm not going to say the word. Right. And I think from um, you know, I don't want to tank the investigation to be honest with you but one council member asked for a raise two other two, well two others one staffer asked for a raise two other staffers said you can't she's not getting a raise unless i get a raise who did they ask for a raise from um chairman green so when he got at his news conference a week or so ago and said nobody asked for a raise that was an untrue it was a it was it was an untrue you know, honest, ending. honest to God, untrue, untrue. So the staff members did ask for a raise. One did, mm. and then you had two other other staff members that said, oh, "I need a raise also." And then our new council of affairs just had a verbal that he hadn't did one thing right since he's been there, not one thing. And they were just trying to find out how could they fire this man. If it took four votes, if Green could fire him, if Miss Fleming could fire him. He just got reprimanded? Yes. He got a $4,000 raise. <laughs> Y'all are going to make my head explode. Did you bring some medication with you? I took mine before I came. <laughs> I didn't. I I'm didn't. Gonna, can y'all stay with us? We can. We can. Oh, I need Xanax or something, Ruben. What you got? In, <laughs> in studio with council member Ursula Bowman and her husband, Jerry Bowman, Mike and McCarthy. Back with more of Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Councilwoman Ursula Bowman, her husband, former council chair Jerry Bowman. Jerry, I was so disappointed yesterday when when it just devolved into race and victimhood. And it, you just made the comment, it's not always black and white. It's not a race issue. No, it's not. I, I, I actually went through... Um, some of the same and I, I was so happy to hear my wife state that uh yesterday it's not always about black and white it's not always race uh it's just about doing the right thing and and years ago last, last year i went through some of the same thing we had the same some conversations and it was like well you know you 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 tend to you know side with them you know at times and i was like no it's just you know it's the right thing to do even you know council member flurry and i you know i, I want to bring his name up in good graces um we had those conversations all the time. And he was like, you know, I got beat up for, you know, voting with you on that. And I said, well, I appreciate it. He said, well, it was just the right thing to do. And and 
it's Praise that's what it is. It's the right thing to do. And, some, sometimes and you know, sometimes the right thing to do for you is not going to be the right thing to do for me. Right. Right. But we're going to meet in the middle and go, right. you know what? That's right for what your district wants. Right. And maybe it's not right. And we all have to understand that. Right. And respect people's wishes, how yes. they feel like they want to vote. Some things are personal. Some things are just business. It don't mean that you're the enemy now because you didn't vote with me. Everyone has their own decisions. And, and, they, and they, you look at each ish, issue different. It's not all about race and, it's, and the bullying. I mean, I don't take bullying well. I don't take threats well. When you heard Mr. Green say that it's this is not just white racism, it, you know, it's, it's it's black racism too. He was talking to you, Ursula yeah, Bowman. Yes, he was directly. Yes, yes, he was, and I thought we were better friends than we are. He's one of the councilmen that I talk to a lot. Like every morning we talked, we talked. So when he said that, I was fine with it. Sometimes they look at the color of your skin and they think this way or that way. I treat everybody the same. I don't see race unless race see me. That's just completely have always been. Where do we go from here? Um, there are a lot of people calling for Mr. Green to step down and that we need a new council chair to kind of bring the city together. Is that something you would be willing to do? Um, um, right now, it would be something I would have to think about, to be honest. Um, I haven't thought about it. Um, I think that right now, when this administration came in, everyone, everyone was hopeful that the council would work together and it would see changes in their city. Um, my citizens want the basic needs. They want their um, the, the, the lawn around their area clean. They want their potholes fixed. Y'all worked a lot hard on that yesterday, didn't you? We did. We did. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. A lot of city business was taken care of yesterday, wasn't it? Right. You're right. Um but that's what I signed up for when I knocked on doors and talked to people. I didn't want to tell them an untrue. I don't want to do the drama and and play the blame game. I want to get work done. It's embarrassing when my family from Lafayette come here to visit and they see how dirty our city is. See that the, at night it's pitch dark still. I'm working on lights. I know Erin, it's a pet peeve of yours. Oh boy. But that's what I came there for, not to fight with colleagues about race. What will it take for you to make a move to become chairman? I mean, you obviously you're going to pray about it, but uh, if, if there was a move among other council members to make you the chairman to kind of bring us together, what would it take? Um, it would take a lot of prayer. Um, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it would take a lot of prayer. Um, just deciding. Um, I'm, my hopes and my prayers are that we can work together, move forward, put in some procedures so this won't happen again. And so we can move forward. I mean, and don't be, don't double dip and be vice versa. Because, you know, Chairman Green, um, Alan Jackson spoke about um, polling the council. When the council of affairs job came, he talked to each one of us. You polled the council. So we know it's rules. Yeah. Rules have to, the rules need to be where they need to be and make sure it don't, when it's not best for you. Where does this go from here? Where do you go from here in terms of, I mean, or do you expect to have kind of fractured relationships for a little while? Well, she was already told she's not going to be getting any more votes her way. Right. Mm. So I'm going to go when we have three weeks off. Hopefully everybody can kind of heal in their own way. Um, when I go to, I'm going to continue doing for my district. Um, I don't need their votes to do anything in my district. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'll be good. I made sure of that. Um, but, I won't do what they what they'll do. If it's something they need for their district and it's going to help and be the greater of Shreveport, I will vote with them. 
mm-hmm. just because I didn't go there to hold grudges or to bully. If it's going to help their community and they need my vote, they have it. Specify if, when you say in they, that they is Councilwoman Taylor, Councilman Jackson, and Councilman Green, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Just any, any of my council, any of my council persons, all other six, if they need my support on getting anything done in their community, whether they're black, green, purple, or brown, I'm going to help them. I have an African American district mostly, mm-hmm. and I'm in, in the other th- other three. I'll we're sitting also. in it, aren't we? Right. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in my district. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never have ill feelings where I won't vote to do what's right for the people. Let me ask you: If the pay raise issue is on the agenda at the next meeting or following meeting, does Ursula Bowman support it? Um, no, I, I, I can't right now. What I'm going to be looking forward to is maybe trying to get a median salary. So we can see right where these salaries need to be. Um, look at this real closely because I think we can all say we need a raise. I'm not saying they don't need a raise, but I need I need more information on that. But there are certain facts that are immutable. Shreveport has a declining population. Right. Shreveport only can afford so much. If you want to be that staff member and make X amount of dollars, then go to San Antonio or go to Dallas, right. you know, a larger metroplex that can afford that kind of salary. Shreveport may not be able to afford that. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. I would like to see everyone get a raise. Um, sure, of course. When I see um, these young men cutting grass in 105, 107 degree, degree weather, I want them to get a raise. When I see my trash workers with this smell in this hot sun, I want them to have a raise. So we need to look just at everything, talk about it. Let's discuss things. Um, we can meet three council members, two council members, discuss before one person makes a decision. We're the CAO of the city council. Tom Dark is the CAO of the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. That needs to be understood. It's a breakdown there. So Tom Dark has can do things we can't do. Right. It's not one council member that runs the whole council. You have seven council members. We're, that's our department. We're the CAO, CAO, not just the chairman, not just me. It's the C. It's the, we're all CAOs. Last thirty seconds. Your message to James Green today. Um, I still love you. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can move forward. Um, you're, he's older than I am, but you know, to do better. We need uh, more. We need more politicians like this lady I'm right here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks for Thank your you service. for having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Council we need some Ursula grass Bowman. cut right here on the interstate. Right here. <laughs> I we need, saw we that. Need that uh, I saw up. that Thank when you. I came <laughs> in. <laughs> and Jerry's not in charge yeah. now. <laughs> Jerry Bowman, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Kiel, Mike and McCarty, Aaron. I Golly. I'm just <laughs> Wow. I have such respect. I am just in awe. Mm. Both of them. Yeah. I, I'm just in awe. Uh, Ursula Bowman and Jerry Bowman were in studio with us. If you missed it, by the way, we'll replay that interview coming up at 810. Oh, boy. Next, though, Congressman Mike Johnson joining us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline right after the break. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, 
Congressman Mike Johnson joining us this morning. It's our honor, Congressman. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Great to be with y'all. Thank you so much. We were we went to we drove over to Minden last night for dinner. We met some cousins on the way home. Conversation. My mom was in the car. My wife. Conversation got to the price of groceries. It is out of control. Mm-hmm. And 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 my mom says, well, you know, what are people going to do, uh, Congressman? What what can the average person do? Well, they can remember that when they go to the ballot next time around. I mean, look, every American everywhere is paying the price for President Biden's failed leadership. I mean, this is Bidenomics. You know, he, he's using the <laughs> it makes the, me he's laugh. The term. He's, he's bragging about us. Bidenomics. Unbelievable, right? The, the national averages right now. I took I, I grabbed the numbers this morning. So we're we're all having to spend an extra seven hundred nine dollars a month just to pay for the exact same groceries, goods, services. That we had just two years ago. Seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars a month is the national average. So we got a pay cut, a seven hundred dollar pay cut. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 listen to this: the average monthly mortgage payment is now one thousand eighty three dollars. Y'all, that's ninety two percent higher than a year ago. Okay, that's the national average. Last month, gas prices jumped thirty cents nationwide. We're back up around three hundred or three dollars eighty six cents a gallon. I mean, look. It, it affects everyone. This is the cost of living. And this president is so clueless. He's going around trying to tout his policies as if they're helping the country. It's 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 destroying the pocketbooks, the, the savings. People are dipping into their retirement uh, accounts just to pay their monthly bills right now. It's not sustainable, and we have to have a change. Um, Senator Cassidy went on the Sunday shows uh, calling for uh, Donald Trump to withdraw from the presidential election. I don't think Senator Cassidy is on Mr. Trump's speed dial. You might be. Um, is um, do you do you agree? Should should Mr. Trump bow out? Absolutely not. I mean, look, Senator Cassidy has made his position on President Trump very well known since he you know voted to impeach him. He was one of what, seven uh, GOP senators that did that. So we know where he stands and how he feels about Donald Trump. This is not a surprise. But I'll tell you what, um, John Adams reminded us that facts are stubborn things, okay? Here's some irrefutable facts. Um, Donald Trump has a three-to-one polling lead in virtually every important primary state. And ignoring that is is just absurd. And And the reason I think that he has that position, holds that position, is because... He, Donald Trump is no longer just an individual, y'all. He is a symbol of something. He's a symbol to people. That's interesting. Uh, yes. To push back, you know? And so every time they indict him, every time the DOJ, the twisted DOJ that's corrupted now, goes after him, brings another indictment, his poll numbers go up. And the mainstream media is confounded by that. They just can't understand it because they see that Trump is targeted because of who he is. And remember, speaking of stubborn facts, during the Trump years, y'all, prior to the pandemic, we had the greatest economic achievements in the history of the world, not just the U.S. The, the greatest record of economic growth under under the Trump years. We deterred our enemies abroad. We took steps to secure the border. We advanced that America first agenda, and that brought prosperity to everybody. I mean, prosperity we had not seen since the Reagan years. And which is and, why I don't think the pandemic was an accident. Mike, I'm well, sorry. Call me a, a, a you know a a, a lunatic, a, a conspiracist, but I don't think it was an accident. I think the left said we've got to stop this. Well, uh, maybe so. I mean, I think you're, the 
I'm convinced the original origin was the, the Chinese, but we'll see. Absolutely. I mean, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of questions out there. We've got a special committee looking into all those facts, and those those will be irrefutable at the end as well. But but clearly, I mean, had it not been for that disruption, and by the way, had it not been for the the left colluding with the big tech platforms to censor and silence stories like the Hunter Biden laptop part of the November 2020 election. You would have had a completely different outcome. We know that's not, that's a fact as well. That's what the post polling data shows. Sixty one percent of Democrats said they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden if they knew about all these scandals, but they buried it. So, um, you know, we, it is what it is. But you you cannot dismiss Donald Trump. Republican debate tonight without Mr. Trump. Um, what are you watching for? What are you looking to hear? I've got several good friends on that stage, and um, we've got a deep bench of candidates. It's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, compared to the Democrats, they can't figure out who would ever replace uh, Joe Biden. And and we've got this long list of very credible candidates. It's, it's the most diverse uh, field we've ever had in the Republican Party. And I think anybody on that debate stage tonight would obviously be a universe better than, than Joe Biden. So, uh, you know, they're all going to be looking for a breakout moment. I, I don't know that they'll be able to overcome the huge... Uh, you know, deficit that they have um, in polling behind uh, Donald Trump. But um, but we'll see that the challenge is going to be tonight, guys. They've got to advance an agenda that acknowledges the, the successes of Trump while looking to the future as well. And um, it's an uphill battle for all of them. This fourth indictment that just came down, Mike, uh, I've heard I've, I've read reports. It's just as felonious as the previous three. What's going to be the final outcome on this? I don't think any of this nonsense, assuming they're able to get a conviction, which some of these juries will probably do it because they'll be politicized as well. They chose these venues very carefully for these reasons. I think I think any or all of it gets overturned on appeal. The question is the timing on it. You know, you see them pushing for these uh, trial dates early next year because they want to get a conviction. And then the appeal drags out, you know, through the election and, and beyond. So it takes a while to get this sorted out. The wheels of justice turn slowly. But look, this isn't justice. I mean, everybody can see clearly what is going on here. They've weaponized the Department of Justice itself. Some of these U.S. attorneys' offices and, and, and you know, in Georgia, the, the local prosecutors there. And they're abusing the system. And they're doing real damage to our justice system. People have lost their faith. We, The three of us talk about this all the time. But every time this happens... We diminish the American people's faith even further in our system of justice. And that ultimately is a, is a greater threat to our republic than any individual or any current skirmish. This is the long-term effect of what they're doing. And, and, and they're, they're, I, I just think they're, they've opened a Pandora's box. It's going to be almost impossible for us to close. Congressman Mike Johnson, thank you for joining us this morning. You got it. God bless. You too, sir. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I, I mentioned earlier we went to dinner, um, met some cousins. I've got cousins that live between Minden and Homer and up in the Ath- Athens area. Okay. There. And uh, for years, I only got, we only really got together Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That was when the family, you know, we all got together. It, it was a tradition since we were little kids mm-hmm. at my grandmother's, my dad's mom. Right. And Christmas Eve was at Granny and Grandpa's. Mm-hmm. And 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 we didn't see each other. But 
I love the fact that we now, we make the effort to all stay in contact. Oh, good. And, and so we, uh, we'll get together like we, one year we went to the park in Minden and had just, everybody brought their own food and just mm-hmm. sat around and visited and, uh, last night we, we, we met at a, a, a Chinese restaurant there in Minden and just visited for a while. But I bring this up because I, I thought of Wayne Smith, Shreveport police chief, mm-hmm. because at the, at the buffet, Aaron, <laughs> I, I know what you, you're going to I sent yeah. you the picture. Oh. They had frog legs. Frog legs. Did you eat any? I did not. Oh, man. I, I don't. I just. I, I just didn't. I didn't get. They any. look disgusting. <laughs> Fried frog legs. They look gross. <laughs> and they had them at the buffet. I, I called Chris Bordelon. I didn't hear back from him mm. though. Chris, that gummit, buddy. Yeah. Frog legs. Yuck. That's because so our I, chief I, loves his frog legs. Man. So I, I just laughed. I thought of. I thought of Chief Smith last night. Mm. At Man, that's disgusting. But I didn't get any. Uh, sad for you. What did you eat? Did you eat some other fried good fried goodnesses? Just Chinese food. Oh, I love, okay. I love Chinese food. I'm sorry. It was a Chinese joint. Well, I'm sorry. Why was frog legs? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. All uh, right. But I'm also not going to get crawfish at the Chinese. Yeah. No, the, yeah. Bad not, idea. Not going to do that. In, in, bad in, idea. In, in the end of August. Mm. Goodness. Wow. <laughs> Ursula Bowman and Jerry Bowman, her husband, uh, joined us earlier uh, talking about the shenanigans going on at Shreveport City Council and specifically the meeting yesterday. And mm-hmm. if you missed that conversation. Get your popcorn out. You need to hear this. OMG. <laughs> and we'll replay that after the local news top of the hour. Mike and McCarty, what? One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Honored to have uh, Council Member Ursula Bowman and her husband, former Council Chairman Jerry Bowman, joining us in studio this morning. First of all, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Pull it real close to you there. We want to be able to hear you. Hey, good morning. Lots of folks listening to you guys today. Uh, let's start with the, the, let's start with how you, M- Mr. Bowman, Jerry, uh, you were called out. Um, a week or so ago, not by name specifically, but but uh, Mr. Green said other that council previous chairmen have given raises without a vote of the council, inferring you had done it. Um, you went before them at their special meeting and said it never happened. Right, correct. I, I and you stand by that. I do to this day. The memo they sent out yesterday or the day before that said had your name on it, saying here's a pay raise for the city council staffers. Um, we kind of found out that was done in budgets time, correct? Correct. So it wasn't you just winging that, it? That passed unanimously. All seven <laughs> voted on it. Yes, ma'am. How did they not go research that and find I mean, I found it in like seven minutes, Jerry. Well, it didn't even take that long. No, it didn't. Well, I think they, they found it probably quicker than you did and just took the back sheet off and placed it out front. <laughs> because the front sheet said initiated... And approved by right but th- that one line, and that's the only thing that they they waived. You could have worded that memo differently, I bet. Yes, possibly would have yes. done that differently. Right. Um, 
they've apologized to you. You went up yesterday briefly. I found the apology from Reverend Green a little bit shallow. I don't know if you did too, but I was curious about how you felt hearing that from him yesterday. I would have, I would have expected or thought that I probably would have got a, a phone call, not not because I'm the great Jerry Bowman, but just because of the relationship that he stated we had. Um, he could have called me ahead of time and told me, mm-hmm. you know, how how that happened and how it, it, it could have been misinterpreted and it probably would have went by a little better. And that goes for Councilman Jackson also. Mm-hmm. Ursula Bowman, you are going to be persona non grata now. I'm, you have stepped out and you have done wrong. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um, I've always been independent. I will always be independent and never intimidated easily. How did this all get discovered? You know, little birds have told me how it really did happen. Do you know? Can you tell us? Um, I can tell you bits and pieces. Um, I was actually out of town for two days. Got a phone call late when I was at the hotel and started hearing all of these different rumors. Didn't know if they were true. I always like to investigate my own investigation before I just put rumors out mm-hmm. like they did with my husband. Right. So um, I called Councilman Green and explained to him what I had heard. And I asked him if it was true. And he said, yeah, I want to bless those women. I said, but you didn't have the right. It just was not in the charter. So we hung up. And so the next morning, I woke up bright and early Saturday morning. I called Councilwoman Taylor. She told me that James Green was the chairman. And what he said, what he said, if he said it, it's right. I called um, Councilman um, Jackson. He told me that he would discuss issues with the three of us. But he had to stay there between us. He wasn't discussing with the other council members. Wow. And he directly told me that if um, if I didn't agree with him, he said, they're they going to need you to do a special um, vote on this. He said, just know we won't be vote, voting with you on anything. And I said, you know what, Councilman Jackson? I said, that's the way y'all want to play games? I'm fine with it. I said, because, because the three of you will have more legislation than I'll ever have. And I thought we were friends, opposed to colleagues. But when you show me who you are, I'm going to believe you. I came here to work for the city. Y'all came here to intimidate people. That don't work well with me. When you came in the room wow. this morning, before we before we started, I told you, I, I applaud you for your actions last week when you stood up for what you felt was right, even though it went against uh, probably what the others wanted you to do. And and I commend you for that. And I commend you for coming into this room and talking with us this morning. I well, thank you. Well, thank for that. you. I usually hide from the cameras and the radio just because um, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not grandstanding. I don't want to run for mayor. Don't know if I want to run for council again. I want to serve the people in my community. Um, it's just hard when people play politics and they talk about the race game. It's, it's it's black on black race every single day, but they don't talk about those issues. I mean, they don't talk about, they talk about bullying in the school system. What about bullying on the horseshoe? I that mean, that to me yesterday was so embarrassing to bring out, this is, a, this is an attack on black women, and you're sitting there as a freaking black woman yes, going, I'm here to do the right thing. And Miss Erin, um, I'm from Lafayette, country girl, all black. You can hear the Creole accent. 
it's no secret. Um, I, my husband get on me all the time for going outside with no shoes on. It's, <laughs> it's, it's what I do. You, you have shoes on today. I thing. have on he's shoes cringy. this morning. He's yes. cringing over there. Yes. He's probably embarrassed. <laughs> that's all right. That's, that's, that's who I am. I have a relationship with all of those women in the council office. Every last one of them. I felt bad for them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it wasn't about them. Thank mm-hmm. you. It was not about them. No one tried. I mean, I kept saying, let's move forward on Wednesday evening. But sometimes you have to deflect when you're wrong. Who who brought up the idea of let's give the council staff a pay raise the year after the whole city got a 13 percent increase? That looks. Ooh, I'm not going to say the word. Right. And I think from, um, you know, I don't want to. Tank the investigation, to be honest with you. But one council member asked for a raise. Two other, two, well, two others, one staffer asked for a raise. Two other staffers said, you can't, she's not getting a raise unless I get a raise. Who did they ask for a raise from? Um, Chairman Green. So when he got at his news conference a week or so ago and said, nobody asked for a raise. That was an untrue. It was a, it was, it was an untrue. You know, honest, the, honest to God, untrue. Untrue. So the staff members did ask for a raise. One did. Mm. And then you had two other other staff members that said, oh, I need a raise also. And then our new Council of Affairs just had a verbal that he hadn't did one thing right since he's been there. Not one thing. And they were just trying to find out how could they fire this man. If it took four votes, if Green could fire him, if Miss Fleming could fire him. He just got reprimanded? Yes. He got a $4,000 raise. <laughs> Y'all are going to make my head explode. Did you bring some medication with you? I took mine before I came. Did I didn't. <laughs> I I'm didn't. Gonna, can y'all stay with us? We can. We can. Oh, I need Xanax or something, Ruben. What you got? It's in studio <laughs> with Council Member Ursula Bowman and her husband, Jerry Bowman. Mike and McCarty will be back after the break. 101.7 FM. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. Mike and McCarty in studio with Councilwoman Ursula Bowman, her husband, former council chair Jerry Bowman. Jerry, I was so disappointed yesterday when, when it just devolved into race and victimhood. And... It's, you just made the comment. It's not always black and white. It's not a race issue. No, it's not. I I, I actually went through um, some of the same, and I, I was so happy to hear my wife state that uh, yesterday. It's not always about black and white. It's not always race. Uh, it's just about doing the right thing. And, and years ago, last, last year, I went through some of the same thing. We had the same conversations, and it was like, well, you know, you, you, you tend to, you know, side with, them you know at times and i was like no it's just you know it's the right thing to do even you know council member flurry and i you know i, I want to bring his name up in good graces um we had those conversations all the time and he was like you know i got beat up for you know voting with you on that and i said well i appreciate it. he said well it was just the right thing to do and and it's that's what it is it's the right thing to do and some, sometimes and you know, sometimes the right thing to do for you is not going to be the right thing to do for me right, right. but we're going to meet in the middle and go right. you know what that's right for what your district wants right. and maybe it's not right and we all have to understand that right and respect people's wishes how yes. they feel like they want to vote some things are personal some things are just business 
it don't mean that you're the enemy now because you didn't vote with me. Everyone has their own decisions, and and, they, and they, you look at each ish, issue different. It's not all about race, and it's in the bullying. I mean, I don't take bullying well. I don't take threats well. When you heard Mr. Green say that it's this is not just white racism, it, you know, it's, it's it's black racism too. He was talking to you, Ursula yeah, Bowman. Yes, he was directly. Yes, yes, he was, and I thought we were better friends than we are. He's one of the councilmen that I talk to a lot. Like every morning we talked, we talked. So when he said that, I was fine with it. Sometimes they look at the color of your skin and they think this way or that way. I treat everybody the same. I don't see race unless race see me. That's just completely have always been. Where do we go from here? Um, there are a lot of people calling for Mr. Green to step down and that we need a new council chair to kind of bring the city together. Is that something you would be willing to do? Um, um, right now, it would be something I would have to think about, to be honest. Um, I haven't thought about it. Um, I think that right now, when this administration came in, everyone, everyone was hopeful that the council would work together and it would see changes in their city. Um, my citizens want the basic needs. They want their um, the, the, the lawn around their area clean. They want their potholes fixed. Y'all worked a lot hard on that yesterday, didn't you? We did. We did. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. A lot of city business was taken care of yesterday, wasn't it? Right. You're right. Um, but that's what I signed up for when I knocked on doors and talked to people. I didn't want to tell them an untrue. I don't want to do the drama and, and play the blame game. I want to get work done. It's embarrassing when my family from Lafayette come here to visit and they see how dirty our city is. See that the, at night it's pitch dark still. I'm working on lights. I know Erin is a pet peeve of yours. Oh boy. But that's what I came there for, not to fight with colleagues about race. What will it take for you to make a move to become chairman? I mean, you, obviously you're going to pray about it, but uh, if, if there was a move among other council members to make you the chairman to kind of bring us together, what would it take? Um, it would take a lot of prayer. Um, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it would take a lot of prayer. Um, just deciding. Um, I'm, my hopes and my prayers are that we can work together, move forward, put in some procedures so this won't happen again. And so we can move forward. I mean, and don't be, don't double dip and be vice versa. Because, you know, Chairman Green, um, Alan Jackson spoke about um, polling the council. When the council of affairs job came, he talked to each one of us. You polled the council. So we know it's happening. Rules, yeah. rules have to, the, rules need to be where they need to be and make sure it don't, when it's not best for you. Where does this go from here? Where do you go from here in terms of, I mean, or do you expect to have kind of fractured relationships for a little while? Well, she was already told she's not going to be getting any more votes her way. Right. Mm. So I'm going to go. We have three weeks off. Hopefully everybody can kind of heal in their own way. Um, when I go, to, I'm going to continue doing for my district. Um, I don't need their votes to do anything in my district. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'll be good. I made sure of that. Um, but... I won't do what they what they'll do. If it's something they need for their district and it's going to help and be the greater of Shreveport, I will vote with them. Mm -hmm. Just because I didn't go there to hold grudges or to bully. If it's going to help their community and they need my vote, they have it. Specify if, when you say in they that they is Councilwoman Taylor, Councilman Jackson, and Councilman Green. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Just any, any of my council, any of my council persons, all other six, if they need my support, I'm getting anything done in their community. 
whether they're black, green, purple, or brown, I'm going to help them. I have an African-American district mostly, mm-hmm. and I'm in, in the other, th- other three. We're the, sitting also. in it, aren't we? Right. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in my district. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never have ill feelings where I won't vote to do what's right for the people. Let me ask you, if the pay raise issue is on the agenda <laughs> at the next meeting or following meeting, does Ursula Bowman support it? Um, no, I, I, I can't right now. What I'm going to be looking forward to is maybe trying to get a median salary so we can see right where these salaries need to be. Um, look at this real closely because I think we can all say we need a raise. I'm not saying they don't need a raise, but I need I need more information on that. But there are certain facts that are immutable. Shreveport has a declining population. Right. Shreveport only can afford so much. If you want to be that staff member and make X amount of dollars, then go to San Antonio or go to Dallas, you know, a larger metroplex that can afford that kind of salary. Shreveport may not be able to afford that. Right. You're you're absolutely right. I would like to see everyone get a raise. Um, sure, of course. When I see um, these young men cutting grass in 105, 107 degree, degree weather, I want them to get a raise. When I see my trash workers with this smell in this hot sun, I want them to have a raise. So we need to look just at everything, talk about it. Let's discuss things. Um, we can meet three council members, two council members, discuss before one person makes a decision. We're the CAO of the city council. Tom Dark is the CAO of the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. That needs to be understood. It's a breakdown there. So Tom Dark has can do things we can't do. Right. It's not one council member that runs the whole council. You have seven council members. We're, that's our department. We're the CAO, CAO, not just the chairman, not just me. It's the C, it's the, we're all CAOs. Last 30 seconds. Your message to James Green today. Um, I still love you. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can move forward. Um, you're, he's older than I am, but you know, to do better. We need uh, more. We need more politicians like this lady I'm right here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks for, Thank your you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Councilwoman we need some Ursula grass Bowman. cut right here on the interstate. Right here. <laughs> I we need, saw we that, need that. Uh, I trim saw up. that when Thank I you. came <laughs> in. <laughs> and Jerry's not in charge yeah. now. <laughs> Jerry Bowman, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you, man. Godspeed. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I did, I did not, I did, I, I did not, but, but, but I did not, but, but, but I, I, Senator Kennedy going to be joining us coming up after the break. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, Senator John Kennedy joining us this morning. Senator, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule to talk with little old us. We appreciate it. I want to talk a little well, bit you're about... Big, you're big old us to me. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Don't talk about my weight like that. <laughs> I I want to talk about this... I'm talking about your intellect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, look, this, this fourth indictment on Trump, why... 
in this two-tiered justice system that we have. Nothing is being done about the Biden crime syndicate. All the documents found in Biden's garage, Hunter Biden, the, the, the evidence that we have and continues to come out. Why is nothing being done about the Bidens? Well, it, look, it's, it's frustrating. Um, the American people may be, may be poor under President Biden, but they're not stupid. Um, it's pretty, pretty clear at this juncture that uh, uh, Mr. Hunter Biden uh, was uh, peddling influence. And it's pretty clear at this juncture that President Biden, um, he was well aware of, and he enabled it. Now, the White House is trying to argue that the president, to the American people, that President Biden is just a good family man who talks every day to six of his seven grandchildren and who is such a, a, a swell family man that he regularly calls in to his son's business meetings to talk about the weather. <laughs> uh, and the American people don't believe that. Not for a, a I, second. I, mean, I, I, give a, I give a tip of the hat to Congressman Comer. Uh, Comer and Comey and, and uh, uh, Senator Grassley for getting to the bottom of this, and they're going to keep doing it. And American people are entitled to know the facts. But what will be done? I'm 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 afraid that I I'm, I've gotten so pessimistic that I don't think anything will be done any more than anything's been done about Hillary. Well, I understand the pessimism, but but um, you've got to get the facts first. Um, we're, we're not like the, the, the Republicans, at, at least the Republicans in the Senate. I, I'm not, that's not a comment about the House. I just don't know the House as well. But the Republicans in the Senate, we're not like the loon wing of the Democratic Party. We, we want facts and we build cases on the basis of facts and we're going to go where the facts tell us. I can't tell you what's going to happen. Um, if I if I had to bet, get knowing the house as I do, but I don't know it well, would say that at some point there there will be impeachment proceedings, but I, I don't know that. Um, I just know that you have to go where the facts lead you. The other thing that's concerning the American people, I mean, it 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 it, it is uh, it does look like a double standard, and. Uh, um, We'll see where this goes. I mean, the American people are, look, I get it. They, they're, they're really angry at Washington. They feel like Washington doesn't care. Um, they don't care because they don't have to. And the American people look up and they, they see too many favored people at the top getting bailouts and too many undeserving people at the bottom getting handouts and they get stuck with the bill and inflation is, is, is gutting them like a fish and in Louisiana, when you have a family of four, average income fifty five thousand dollars, inflation has cost them an extra an extra nine thousand dollars a year, and they see it's caused by President Biden. He's doing nothing about it, and, and they're mad. And I don't blame them, and I'm mad too. Your your colleague uh, Senator Bill Cassidy went on one of the Sunday shows this weekend and said Trump should bow out of the race for president, um, and that he's 
he's dead to rights essentially in the um in, in one of the indictments strongly agree disagree where are you on that scale well number one you you can't indictments are just allegations and you cannot judge guilt or innocence based on an, an indictment um you i mean the facts of a case matter and and in a, a trial before jury facts almost always determine um how the jury reacts should, should trump stay now, in the race appeal, though do you do you think trump should stay in the race on on a on appeal the uh the, the law matters bill is entitled to his opinion I, look I, bill bill cassidy is my friend and i knew bill before he even got in politics and bill cassidy is a good man we don't agree on everything um and uh i, I would i wouldn't have made the statement that bill made but he's entitled to make it. This is America. You can believe what you want. You're watching the Republicans tonight. What are you looking to see? Trump won't be there. Their their candidates are debating. Uh, any any big uh, revelations expected? I don't know. I mean, you know, I think the American people vote on president sort of like this. Whoever they select as president, they're, they're going to have to see see her or him every day. For four years, they're going to be in their living room, if you will, every day for four years. Uh, they don't just vote on the basis of intellect or political position or social economic position. They just want to get a feel for the person and, and feel like they're a person of substance and integrity. And I think that's the you know the, will be the biggest takeaway. Now you know the press is going to be there waiting for somebody to screw up, and that'll be big news and. All that, but I think the American people are just trying to get a feel for the person. We, you, you talked a little bit about inflation. Um, mm-hmm. Our back to school bills that we all paid for uh, to send our kids back to school—it was—it was sticker shock for us. Um, we keep getting hit by that. When is when are we going to have some relief? That's up to Biden, uh, President Biden. Uh, and, and it's up to my Democrat colleagues in Congress. Uh, but, but I will point out, inflation is falling, which means it's, it's rising less quickly. But these new higher prices are permanent. I hate to have to tell you that. Uh, but, but even if inflation goes to zero, we're stuck with these high prices. And then people listen, listen to your news and, and find out that the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals spent $113 million, not, not thousands, millions of dollars on Medicaid, Medicaid for people not living in the state. And you, you can see why folks hate government, you know, at all forms. I just figure, you know, who, who are these people that would pay $113 million in Medicaid payments to people living in another state? How'd they make it through the birth canal? Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't they check the people's address? Didn't they cross-reference with with uh, uh, the Department of Revenue or Office of Motor Vehicles? You know, Governor Edwards needs to step up and answer for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this attitude. People feel like they're powerless, and they just keep getting sent the bill. And I, I understand the frustration. I feel it trouble senator john kennedy thank you for your time this morning hey guys y'all have a great day thank you sir you too sir thank you 1017 now more breaking
breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. How y'all are? How was that? How was that? Not bad. I think it's pretty good. 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, the man who you're going to hear in about seven minutes, Moon Griffon, joining us. And there's a reason, isn't there, Aaron? Mm Mm-hmm. 30 years on the radio today. Wow. What were you, like, a baby when you started? No, Aaron, I was 32 years old with no experience. And 30 years later, probably still like I have no experience. I didn't think I'd make 30 minutes. 30 <laughs> years kind of blew me away when I woke up this morning. You know, it's 30 years today. I can't hardly believe that. I know you're but gonna, you I lost know your you, accent since then. Yeah, no, you haven't. No. <laughs> well, you know, I moved back to... I was in North Louisiana. The accent never went away. I came down here. I'm sure it's worse than it ever was. Moon, but, uh, I know you're going to share with your listeners today uh, favorite memories, if you have to pick a couple. Oh, my God, Aaron. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest with you. I didn't even thought about it in those terms. Uh, it's, been a, it's been trial and error from day one. Uh, I've been fired just about from every radio station. <laughs> 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 if I look back. I laugh at myself more than anything else. I tell you, I've been fired. I've been challenged. And uh, it was a hard trail just starting in Monroe learning. And then when I started trying to syndicate, you know, you were one of the ones that said, along with a couple of people, said, hey, let's, we want to give Moon a shot. And I'm very grateful to Aaron because Aaron fought for me to get it. Mm-hmm. Get on that station. Well, uh, Aaron and I have both been around at, at least 40. We've seen some changes. What are some of the changes that you've seen in, in in radio in your 30 years? Well, the technology part of it, the Internet, how quick you can go get information now, how quick you guys can put information on the air is probably by far the biggest change of all. Uh, you can't say some things you might have said 30 years ago. <laughs> True. That, I, I'm sorry. You just, just think you gotta you got to be careful. Of, but uh, the technology change has been phenomenal. I mean, I can be anywhere doing a program now. I, I bought equipment that I literally – be out the country doing equipment as long as they got internet service. So it's been the technology, the people and the issues, unfortunately, uh, uh, that's never changed. The issues just never seem to go away. I'm talking about the same things now were 30 years ago. Uh, are you, are, that, but I, how many stations Governor are you Edwards. on now? How Imagine many, that. Governor. How many, yeah. How many stations are you on? I'm only on 10, but you got to remember in Louisiana, you only need about six to be in a major market. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we've got some smaller stations in between. The sad thing is you had to go back and say, what, 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 you know, one thing that you wish you could have done, I'm still working on it, New Orleans has never let me in. New Orleans has never let me broadcast mm-hmm. in that market and surrounding areas. And that, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a punch in the gut because I thought I would have been that 20 years ago. Well, Mike can call Latoya for you and, and uh, see if she can hook you up. I'm supposed to meet her at what? some hotel in the French Quarter. I don't know why uh, she called I think me down. I go down I got a place to stay. Yeah, you might have a place to stay. Um, <laughs> do you have a guest uh, in mind that you would love to get on the air that you, you never have a, have been able to do? You know that you, you know when I got President Trump, that was probably one of the highlights. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We had President Bush one time. I would have to say, if you're looking at just top-notch, yeah. You know, we had Mark Levin. I'd love to have him on every week. Oh, yeah, on every weekend. The great one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's funny. I, I've never pursued guests almost in my whole career. 
And it's been such a one-man show with the exception of a producer. I've probably missed a lot of good things because I hadn't had the second sidestep that could have done what I needed to do. You know, y'all a team, y'all got a third person. I've never had that. Right. My producer takes care of the technical side. You know, I've, I've had to learn the hard way, and uh, I've not necessarily done everything right, but, you know, I kind of did it my way, and I've been very fortunate to hang around. Like I said, I, I didn't think 30 minutes I would last. Well, so. you, you know, and you've, Moon, you've, you've been able to get national exposure filling in for Dan Bongino on occasion as well. Yeah, that's, that, that has been a blessing. I've done it six or seven times, but part of that is because the producer married a girl from last year. <laughs> and when Brandon was setting up all this stuff, he, he said he was such a big fan of me. And, and that's how that kind of got started. And then Dan had us as a guest. And that was one of the highlights of my career is to be, you know, get an opportunity to go on a national program to actually host the program mm-hmm. with this accent. Yeah. I'm lucky to still be in Freeport tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I was absolutely. In New York, in California. I mean, I'm sure people are going. What did he say? Well, we got it. We got it. We're up against our hard break, as you well know. Congrats to you. I think Mike sent you a cake. Um, we we appreciate your your time on our air too. Coming up just after nine o'clock. Yeah. God bless y'all. Thank you. You bet. Moon Griffon with Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM seven ten.